0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Everybody everybody, let's get into it. Get stomped. Get started. Get started. Get started. Gotta see that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good good night. Feel it. <laughs>
0: Happy Manic Monday, everyone. It's September twenty-sixth, twenty sixteen. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. Our usual host, Michelle Costa, is still out in Las Vegas having fun with some of the Big Brother alumni who met out in Los Angeles to go to the Big Brother eighteen finale. And then took the party down to Las Vegas, just like old times. But have no fear. We have a beautiful, gorgeous, straight-shooting Big Brother alumni to sit in for Michelle tonight. And she was actually at the Big Brother finale party, too. So I'm absolutely thrilled to have the stunning Lydia Tavera from Big Brother Season 11 here tonight. And we're going to hear from her about the Big Brother 18 after party. And we're also going to chat about our first impressions of the Big Brother over-the-top cast. So let's welcome our guest host and get this party started. Hello, Lydia. How are you tonight?
2: Hi, Cherry. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so glad you could be here tonight, Lydia. You are the perfect guest for tonight. Um, (laughs) Nobody else could do this, I don't think, but you. You were at the after party. You know us. You know Michelle. You know the show. And you were there to witness everything at the after party. And Michelle would love to know you know well she does know that you are filling in her shoes tonight and she's so thrilled that you're doing this so
2: i feel i feel so honored to carry on this like amazing tradition that you and michelle have carried on since you know god rest his soul ron and everything and i just think it's so wonderful and i'm so happy that i get to like dish and talk to you and everyone else about what happened at the um Clifton's Big Brother 18 after party because there is juicy stories to tell
0: awesome that's what <laughs> we love <laughs> yeah
2: so, I, have, I have no problem dishing
0: <laughs> that's what we love on the Rad Reality Show Network so um, first off tell me who were you rooting for to win Big Brother
2: I mean, for me, with the final three and everything, I wanted to personally see, you know, Paul and James go to the final two. I think Nicole, super sweet. She played a great game. But just for me, like, I didn't connect with her. Um, But you know what? Like, that final decision uh, that Paul made, it just, you know, it it just – You could just tell, like, Cole knew. She knew, like, especially after um, jury questions, that she, I would say, like, everyone thought Paul had it. And then after those jury questions, it was like, oh, man, you just put the nails in your own coffin, man. So I wanted to see uh, Paul win just because I thought, like, granted, I don't think he played the best game, but he was definitely entertaining. And anybody that gets nominated six times and can make it to the end, like, you know you did some work in the House, and I think um I think whoever gets to the end definitely deserves to win, so it's just a matter of who doesn't you know piss off the jury at the end
0: right
2: <laughs> and
0: he still refuses to admit that if he would have taken James that he might have won
2: um no, it's like buddy, I mean. I think that's maybe, like, a comfort thing for him and and a state of delusion for him to uh, keep telling himself because, I mean, buddy, like, you could have taken somebody and the argument would have been, like, James, from what I hear, you know, super sweet guy, Um, but James was just there this summer. You know, he literally was, like, on standby. I don't think he played the game at all. So to argue against that, I mean, there's, there's no question. Like, I feel like he would have just had Paul would have had much more of a compelling argument. Um, And I mean, I get it. Like if I pick somebody to go to the final two and they won over me, I would be so butthurt. So, I mean, let's just call it like it is. Paul is butthurt. It is okay. Like (laughs) put some ice on it. You will get over it. Don't worry.
0: Maybe a year from now he'll be able to admit it, but right now he just can't. Um...
2: You, you know what? And also I think it's all about your perspective. Like, yeah, buddy, after taxes, you might walk away with 30000 but also, like, you got to the final two, which is a lot more than a lot of house guests can say, and you had a really unique experience, and I'm sure, you know, he made friendships, had fun, and it's just like ride the ride and don't be – Um, I would just say, don't be delusional about like what it was, what you did, how the outcome was. And it's like, Hey, you handed Nicole the title, the win, the money. So it was your decision. It was your choice. And you were just a little bit too arrogant, but you know, yeah, kudos to Nicole, like way to win. Yeah. I think
0: one of the areas he lacked on was his speech. He could have had a much oh my better God.
2: speech. If he had, a, like, a little bit more humanity and compassion and remorse, it would have gone so much further than what he said about, like, I'm just crazy. This is who I am. You know, deal with it. It's like, really, dude? Like, that was your final statement to the jury? You know these people are going to, like, decide. Um, yeah, they have your fate in their hands. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't really think he understood that, but also who in their young twenties is going to be like remorseful and apologetic and stuff. Like, unfortunately, like his arrogance got the best of them.
0: Yeah. Great. So, yeah. And you know, that's, that's all lessons that we learn in life. And I think he just learned one. Um, and you know, well, let's
2: let's let's hope he learned one because I mean, it might like you said, it might take some time. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, like you said, like talk to him in a year from now or see what his opinion is about the situation.
0: Yeah, he he's blaming it on a bitter jury, and you know, possibly
2: some of them more bitter,
0: but. I think, you know, some of them listened to the jury speeches. Some of them, you know, voted with their their hearts. Some of them voted, you know, with how they thought the game was played. Well, and,
2: I mean, especially, like, in my season, and I feel like in earlier seasons in Big Brother, um, if you got to the point where you were going into jury, few, very few um, house guests, didn't acknowledge, okay, everyone else getting evicted from this point out is going to be part of the jury and they're going to hold on to however you treated them. And people knew, like, if you had friends in that jury house, your chances of getting, you know, people turned and swayed in your favor. Like for me, I mean, if Kevin got to the end, no doubt he would have won. I worked so hard in that house to just fight for him, like say everything he did you know, play down everything else that in my season Jordan and Natalie did because, you know, like, that was my person. And when you have those alliances and stuff, they carry over into the jury house. Like, people still talk game. People are still, you know, for me, like, anybody in my season would have won next to Natalie. And I feel like a lot of people would have probably won sitting next to Paul just because of how he treated people in the house and he wasn't aware that, you know, that's great. You want to blow up and do like these speeches and call people out, but inevitably like that's your lasting impression on those jury members. And if it's not a good one or an amicable, like, you know, parting of the house and you just want to stick it to them, guess what? They got to stick it to you on finale night and not give you the title, the win, the money.
0: That's exactly so very true. And, Someone in my chat room just said no one mentions Paul's hate cost in the game. And I don't know if it was true hate or not, but his – he did have some real blow-ups in the house. with Yeah, I mean, anybody –
2: I mean, yeah, you can't go around demeaning other people and calling them the names that he did. And for me personally, like, I – I have learned just through life and my experience in Big Brother, like, I've apologized, I've owned, you know, the mistakes that I made, and um, I was remorseful for hurting people's feelings, and maybe not, you know, having the best choice words at the time, but also, like, when I did the show, I was 24, now I'm 31, Paul is young, Paul, I think, has a hothead temper, he wasn't thinking he was, you know, in the moment, but now hopefully he'll get a different perspective and learn. Everybody can learn and grow from this experience. An apology goes such a long way. Um, But my whole thing is like, I'm not going to give you a free pass just because we were both on a season of big brother. Like if, and like, we all know like what he said and what he did and, Um, how he was being disrespectful and stuff, apologize. Just say I'm sorry and be sincere in that apology. So I think he definitely has – he can learn a few things from past house guests and from the Big Brother fans and community on how to maybe um, make this more of, like, a positive experience.
0: I so agree with you, girl. I mean, (laughs) you were nowhere near – some of the things that he said and
2: even on his thing I mean there's like a respect issue and at the end of the day um, for me when I argue with someone I go for like what we have like I'm not going to go for your family I'm not going to go and tear somebody down over you know their sexual orientation being male female all that kind of stuff Uh, for me it's how you treat me and your actions opposed to your words, because you can say wonderful things, but sometimes your actions are really poor. So, um,
0: right.
2: yeah, so, I mean, anytime Paul wants to, you know, have some big brother therapy, like, guys, let him know. <laughs> there's, a, there's Lydia, the big sister from season 11, even though a lot of these house guests have no idea who the past ones are. His um backyard
0: interview. Did you see that?
2: Um, I haven't watched the backyard interview, but um, I can't imagine I can't imagine it to be anything like remorseful.
0: Oh, he told me about it. Um,
2: what did he say?
0: Jeff asked him, it, you know, who he was going to keep in touch with, you know, out of the cast, you know, and he said. Maybe Paul, maybe Glenn he said the rest of them were all weenies, and he didn't care about the rest of them um he didn't have to like them, and they were all childish, all had child child minds, and they were all weenies, Ooh. and he didn't care if he, seen he any of the rest of them again
2: oh my gosh, yeah, at that point, if I was Jeff, I would definitely tell Paul like you need some dial soap in your mouth. We need to wash out that dirty little mouth. And guess what? Um, there's this really great family that you can be a part of, but with that kind of poo-poo attitude, you will get put in exile, and no one will want to be your friend. It's I like, just you know, couldn't believe you said that. On, to yeah. that. Yeah. It's like that kid on and the playground. God.
0: God. Polly, the last thing he said was, Jeff asked him, is there anything you'd like to say to your fans? And Pauly said, sure, thank you for all the support you've given me. And to the ones who don't like me, F you. He, only he didn't say F. He said, fuck you.
2: Um, I mean, on the backyard really interview, funny is, like, they say that prior to knowing what the uh, public perception of them is and how they are received and really um, how wonderful the big brother community is. And, you know, even the fans that don't like you, you don't have to acknowledge it. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to give in to that negativity, but also like, yeah, if you really feel that way, don't acknowledge it. Like be a bigger person. Like I've definitely learned don't Google yourself. Don't read the bad things. Um, focus on the people that, you know, supported you and encouraged you and want to get to know you on, like, a human and personal level and treat those people with, like, kindness. And that's how you get far in life. And, you know, that's being a good person, especially after Big Brother, I think takes you really far. And the house guests that I just love and adore from past seasons and after mine, like, are all just at the core really good people and treat the fans and treat other people with kindness. We have a caller. Would you mind taking a call? Oh, sure.
0: We have Jason Lee. Hi, Jason. Hello. Hi, How Jason.
2: Are you? Hi, Lydia. Hi. Uh, Did you have a
0: question
1: oh, I, for I, Lydia?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I, I, I watched her season, but it's like this you know, I, I I almost thought that you know when she was being mean, it was like kind of cute, but this was like like watching Paul and them. It was just kind of like it was like almost personal. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it was, it
2: was like very nasty and very cutting, and yeah, they made it more personal. Which I mean, it's, and then it's, that's
1: rough. And, and then it's like you know, Paul pretty much showed that he was never going to take James the second, so. uh,
2: so Yeah, which is sad, because I wish James would really, like, he had the chance to step up his game those last couple comps, and it just, I just don't think he had, like, the fire in his belly.
1: Yeah. Well, I I, I think it was a lot of the stress of the season, too, but.
2: uh, Oh, my God, and back-to-back seasons, like, I don't know how you do that.
1: Yeah. Well, if if you look at it, though, he kind of. You know, he went from being, like, the super fun guy to, like, being picked at for, you know, doing all his pranks and stuff. It's like.
0: Yeah. He
1: had a fun supporter cast, and then he had more like a, you know, attack cast. And it could be something to do with just being returnees, them being returnees, you know, like 12 against 4 or something like that, but.
2: Yeah, I also think maybe like James just didn't want to have a target on his back and be um give them a reason to go after him and everything and also to the, like you said like the vibe was very um very like personal attacks and just almost more malicious than um gameplay arguments and all of that they just they were just a little bit more I think um mean spirited in that way
1: and and like I, I, i'm like all you know lions okay it's the game but like right. like like coming in and then taking taking shots at family or you know trying to trying to you look don't at the do that.
2: yeah huh? Telling 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 you you never go after someone's family and big brother because that's just i mean you just don't do that in life and you don't do it in that house but like you said like them looking at the camera and telling the fans like get this person fired, do this, do that. It's just like whoa.
1: Oh, I, I know that was like that was like Nicole and James kind of had a bond, you know, because he just liked her off of the season, and mm-hmm. uh, and then when it got towards the end, you know, Paul was like every time he'd go act like he was cool with James, he'd go just like go trash him and trash him and trash him. Uh, and then get, get like, Nicole to start saying stuff. And she actually upset me when she said that James is one of the nastiest people to women. He calls women the C word and the B word. And nobody's ever heard that on two seasons.
2: But yeah. And then she said
1: that to the camera. And I'm like, Why? what
2: yeah I mean there's definitely one thing about having like personal issues with somebody and then it's another thing to use the platform of big brother as like a smear campaign to really kind of like tear down someone's character and like they might not have been aware that they were doing it but it definitely does not get received well and I feel like American fans are smart enough to like see through that and like hopefully that's something that those house guests that felt that was necessary to do can reflect and be like, yeah, I have some personal growth and maybe some apologies to go give out and everything.
1: Yeah, because if you look at it like W um, like if you look at the last two seasons, you know, when everybody ostracizes someone or treats them mean – James would be the only one that comes to them and talks to them, you know, even if he has to get them out, he's still there for them.
2: Right. Well, cause I feel like at the core, you know, you can tell that James is like a good person and he doesn't want to make anybody um, feel, you know, feel like worse than they probably already do in the situation, the high stress situation and everything. And, you know, it's it's a definitely a crazy pressure cooker. You don't have any escapes from anyone. You um, feel intensely bonded to the people that do protect you in the house because that's all you have, and it feels like life or death in there. I definitely know what that feels like. Um, but there's no reason to go out of your way to ever be malicious and say really nasty things about somebody's um, character that has nothing to do with the game.
1: Yeah. Because I, I, I believe there was one time he got tired of people talking about him, and he said, you know, it, I don't think it's funny anymore, and if that gets me put on the block, so be it, I don't care. I'm not i am not changing who I am.
2: Yeah, and I think that's really, really great to, like, stick to your guns and everything, and sometimes that makes you a target um, in the house, which is unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. This season, it was definitely um, definitely different than seventeen. Right. Well, I want to get oh. to some of your stories about the party,
0: the after parties.
2: Okay, so, yeah, for sure. It was really great talking to you, Jason. By the way. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, thank you, James. Jason.
1: All right. Bye-bye. Bye
2: bye. Bye. Bye, honorable Um. Okay, so what questions do you have about the party?
0: Well, what <laughs> Let's just start wherever you want to start. Um start from the beginning. When you arrived, who did you see first? Um who did you hang um, out with?
2: Yeah, okay. Who did you go so with? We- the event was at Clifton's in downtown Los Angeles, and if anybody ever has the opportunity to go there, I suggest you do. It's been there since the 1930s. It is, like, this amazing cafeteria-style restaurant, but then they have all of this really cool, like, taxidermy. It's almost like the inside of Splash Mountain. Think, like, almost, like, Adam's family meets, like, Harry and the Hendersons kind of a vibe. It's really cool inside. I was super excited that they had it there this year. So um, I walked in and it was like a three level um, establishment at the top level. There was the party. Of course, the first person I see is uh, Michelle Costa and like, she just looks gorgeous in this like really pretty blue dress. And I saw uh, LaJuan and like, those are my people and Danielle Reyes. (laughs) And it's just like that whole group has just a very like family vibe. We, um, we all, like, love and respect each other and get very excited when we get to see each other. Um, so a lot of the past house guests showed up a little bit earlier because we know how these events work and everything. And then I, I got there around, like, 9.30, um, met up with my one of my best friends ever, Philip Allen. He was taking photos of everybody, as he usually does. And a lot of the new house guests, did not come until way later. Like, the first two people to get there were Corey and Nicole, and they immediately went up to VIP, did not take any pictures at, like, the step-and-repeat red carpet, did not interact. Like, fans had to figure out that they moved the red carpet into another room and then go find them. Like, I was in this room all by myself, minding my own business, like, just taking a breather, and then they moved the VIP And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. And I see Corey. I see Nicole. Uh, Nicole's family was with her. She just looked, like, so excited and happy. And then um, people were crowding around the VIP area, as they normally do, trying to see the new house guests. And for me, it was a little odd because all the house guests from past seasons normally go to these events together. It's like, we're a group. Let's all go together. But – Big Brother 18, was that was not the mentality or they did not have those those ideas, I guess. So after that, I saw um, Bridget. Bridget was the only one that I actually met. She was really, really sweet. She had no idea who I was until somebody told her. And then she was like, oh, my God, so great to meet you. But she clearly did not watch the season that I was on, which is fine. Frank had no idea who I was and I've met him before, so that was a bit that was like, Oh, okay. That's cute. Thank oh you my God. gosh. I know what we're so far in this season. Yeah, I mean I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. A lot of the people that get cast on this show have no idea who past house guests are, cannot tell you who has won Big Brother from start to finish. They can't tell you when All Stars was, what twists and turns were out each season. They only know like maybe the past season or what they give them in sequester. They really don't care to like learn about the show, which I think is really unfortunate. And it's a little bit insulting um, also. So um, Paul. Okay. So when Paul and Victor came in, that's when, and this was maybe around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. So once they got there, it was like the zombie apocalypse happened. Like people, these house guests, they sit in VIP and try to get away from everyone. But it's like, you want to interact with the fans. And like, if people want to take pictures and talk to you, like be gracious and humble. And like, yeah, I get it It can be overwhelming, but you know what? Suck it up for 20 minutes, you know? Um, And say thank you. And take as many pictures as you want and everything. Um, So when they got there later, like, people were grabbing at them, and that's, like, the one part, and everyone just kind of wanted a piece of them, and I feel like maybe if it was handled a little bit better, it could have been a bit more of, like, a relaxed situation. Um, For me, personally, it just got, like, too many bodies squishing in a small area, so I went outside, and that was, like, the most fun time I had. I sat with other um, people that paid to come to the event, other fans, and I literally sat, And I watched house guests come in, come out. I got to, like, people watch and see all the drama. It was wonderful. I'm sitting outside, and all of a sudden I see Paul and Victor run out of Clifton's with Michelle Costa, and it looks like they're about to have a panic attack. And they're like, there's too many people. We can't deal with this. We need a break. And I'm like, whoa, like, total pulling an Axl Rose, Guns N' Roses situation, like, I'm too good for this shit. (laughs) So, I see Michelle Costa starts walking down Broadway Boulevard in downtown LA, and I'm like, Michelle, where are you going? This looks really sketchy. She's like, "No, no, 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 they're coming back, they just need a breather. She's totally like the mama bear. She is so warm and welcoming, and I'm like, they're being little spoiled brats, like, let them go. So, Victor and Paul get into a car and drive away. And then maybe, like, ten minutes later, Pauly comes in, and I've never seen so many girls maul a guy. Like, these girls literally, like, tried to get their arms around him, pulling him towards them. And I was just like, you would have thought Justin Bieber had come to the Big Brother party. Like, that's how they were getting treated. And I was just like, whoa, man. Like, I'm just... Sitting back and relaxing, and this is great. Um, I left about twelve thirty at night, and I know Michelle from Big Brother eighteen was upstairs, and Natalie was, but like they just got escorted right into VIP. They didn't interact with any like fans, and they didn't. I mean, for me, like they didn't interact with house guests or didn't know like the history, so. Um, I had a great time I love people watching and spectating um, I left around like twelve thirty, twelve forty-five, and then after I left the twins from last season uh, Liz and Julia they showed up and it's just like these house guests that show up super late I'm like what are you doing like why even show up at all so I mean um, that's that was uh, my personal experience with the party. Had a great time. I love interacting with people. Anybody that ever wants to talk and hang out, I welcome you. And uh, future house guest. all the episodes are on YouTube. Look them up. Wikipedia each season before you go on the show. That's what I did. I watched every season. I learned every person. I just, like, the people that just know Janelle, Dr. Will, Boogie, like Rachel, like, okay. Like, Know some other people.
0: <laughs> so no yeah, kidding.
2: So yeah. So um, James got mauled. He also was another one when he walked in. They all looked like deer in the headlights. Um, I don't really think any of the past house guests let the new ones know um, really how the events work, what to expect. Like they all just seemed very confused, very out of it, um, and just really kind of like off-putting.
0: Wow. You know, and it's so unfortunate because these house guests have been locked away in a house without any, you know, social interaction at all for 99 days.
2: And then they're so cut loose and they walk they into be... that. Yeah. And
0: they're just mauled by a bazillion strangers. It's like, how are they supposed to act? It's, it's got to be so overwhelming to them. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean,
2: definitely, like, sensory overload. I get anxiety, personally, when I'm in a situation where I feel like I can't breathe or there's too many people, and it's almost like herding cattle, like, the walking dead. It's literally, like, that kind of vibe, so I understand, like, definitely needing your space, um, but also I think there's a way to like graciously go about it, um, other than, you know, throwing kind of like a diva moment out there and being like, Oh, I can't deal with this, like I need a break, like I'm I'm better than this and it's just like, um these are the people that like supported you and want to get to know you and everything, so maybe don't turn your back on them. Just saying. They um, But yeah, so I mean that's, somebody um I, somebody is Yeah, I don't know if I, you
0: met a drunk Courtney or heard about a drunk Courtney.
2: Um okay, so a girl named Courtney Stauden was there. I had no idea who she was. Um and I'm minding my own business with Phil and my my girlfriend who I brought with me named Michelle. Um and we were just like hanging out and I had a guy approach me that says Courtney wants to meet you. And I'm like, um, okay, this is kind of, kind of weird. I was being summoned. So uh, I was brought over to Courtney Stodden's VIP booth, and she sat me down. And she's like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. You're so cool. Look at all those tattoos. And, you know, you, you're prettier than Amber Rose. And because I have a shaved head right now, um, a lot of people were commenting on that. And I go, thank you so much. I just I don't want to be rude, but I have no idea who you are. And she started laughing and she's like, oh my God, that's so funny. She's like, don't worry. I have no idea who you are either. And I just thought that was so cool. Cause it's like, I'm not going to try to be fake. Um, she offered me champagne. I said, no, thank you. She told me that she was famous for marrying a older actor who was in the green mile and she was on the celebrity UK big brother. And I was more interested in wanting to talk about that. Um, but yeah, so she was there People were going literally like gaga over her. She's really pretty and really sweet in real life. I spent maybe 15 minutes with her and then I was like, I need to go outside. I need to like just have some air. But, um, yeah, at these events, also too, for me personally, I don't drink just because, um, it's just not like fun for me. I'm not a big drinker, anyways. Um, so yeah, You're such I just a smart I like girl. To, I like to I like so to smart. observe. Trust me. I have I have wised up a little bit in my old age and I have learned and that is why people like from my season that I just love and adore, like Russell and Kevin, you know, we've all grown up. We we know what our limits are, we know how we want to conduct ourselves as people and yeah. You know, it's all about choices. Choices. No, so you, yeah, you, so that's that's my You still have a blast, thought, like you story. say, watching
0: people and
2: oh my god, I love watching it. anybody that wants to like people watch. It's literally like getting a Big Brother or reality TV telenovela like right in front of you, and you're like, this is so great! I get to watch this. Like for me, it's just like okay, whoever wants to sit with me, and we can totally spectate. And we can ad-lib what we think is going on and just giggle and have fun. (laughs) Like, let's just do it. Like, I think that's just, like, the funnest, greatest thing. Like, I had to resist not having coffee at 12 o'clock at night because I'm an old lady and it was past my bedtime. And I'm like, try to stay awake, Lydia. Try to stay awake.
0: You're not an old lady. Oh, my gosh. You're just a baby.
2: (laughs) Oh, trust me. I love the Golden Girls. All my friends call me Grandma Lydia, like Granny Lids, like Yeah. It's 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 fun it's for me. Baby. But like those events and oh stop. But those events are I mean, they're super fun. I wish there was a little bit more of like a bridged gap between old house guests and new and I almost would personally love to play a game like with the new house guests, like BB history and like hold up pictures of past house guests and be like, Tell me who this is
0: and when they don't know, <laughs> no I'm be kidding. like oh.
2: I'd be like, You just failed this exam. <laughs> um, that would be yeah, a but riot. Be, it would be so, so, so funny. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, I love people, I love interacting with people and talking to people and I I personally don't feel like I'm better than anyone else or I'm owed anything. And just to get to be a part of like the Big Brother community, I just feel so like blessed and honored. And yeah, I mean, so that's just that—that's that's what the uh, the party was for me. That's my perspective, my opinions. Um, don't have to agree with it, but you know, that's that's just what I took away from that evening.
0: It was already put in our chat room tonight that Polly is charging sixty bucks for autographs. Um. <laughs>
2: You know ser- seriously? Like please nobody indulge and pay that. Just wait. They're gonna get um a reality check. Please nobody indulge in that. Please. I mean, like that seriously. That's that's bananas. Like that is bananas. I, I just I
0: mean don't yeah, understand like, how well. they think they're just going to fall out of the Big Brother house and become instant black stars, you know?
2: Well, I I feel like with definitely how important um, just, like, society as a whole puts a value on Instagram, Snapchat, and people being Instagram famous, and if you have this many followers, like, companies want to, you know, endorse you or give you freebies and stuff, so they think that because they have, like, all these fans that follow them now on Twitter and Instagram and people you know, want them, like, that 15 minutes goes fast. So I guess milk it for all you can, but realistically, you're not Brad Pitt. Nobody cares. And the funny part is usually these house guests would have the time of, like, almost a whole year until a new season came out. But guess what? A new season came out today. A new season came out today. So, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts.
0: They didn't even get the usual one year before a new season came came out. They got one week.
2: (laughs) They got what? You know what? And I mean, serves them right. The ones that think that they can charge for photographs and appearance fees. um, Everyone, let's just give them all a reality check. Let's just let's just do that and be like, okay, I'll give you sixty doll hairs. Um. But yeah but let's let's talk about this new uh, big brother over the top. I feel like there are definitely some um health guests that I'm excited about, and I hope everybody has been voting for Jason to come back in the house like i yeah. I need Jason to be on this season, everyone, so i mean i I have definitely voted. I hope you have voted um so I hope Jason can definitely um you know, do well in this season. I hope he gets in and I hope he teaches these kids some history, but let's talk about these new house guests and big brother over the top. And as Julie calls it, uh, big brother OTT. Let's do. Okay. So, So, I mean, I don't, I don't know about, Oh my God. So let's, let's just, let's just, uh, let's do both of our opinions about these new house guests. Um, Chair, you were so gracious to uh, send me profiles, and I got to read up a little bit about each one of these house guests, and I am definitely not disappointed. I think we have a very colorful mixed bag here, and let's start off with Michael Cornbread. That guy, um, for me personally, I love his energy. Um, I hope he doesn't get voted out first because he is the oldest person in the house. I think he – I think he's going to be really fun to watch. And I think he is going to bring like a really like fun, quirky energy to the house. What do you think?
0: I think so too. Um, he says, I have some notes. Um, he says that he never leaves a room without everyone laughing at him.
2: I know.
0: Um, and that his OT is he's o- over the top funny. And he never leaves the room without everyone laughing. I mean,
2: he Um, totally reminds me of like Larry the Cable Guy kind of like humor. I think I mean just from like seeing seeing you know like the few like videos and stuff. Um, he seems really likable. So we'll see if um we'll see with this over the top if he's house guest. He's forty one, yeah. We'll see if these house guests and really um, try to be over the top and try to steal, like, the limelight from each other. That's going to be interesting. He's from
0: Augusta, Georgia, and a foreman at a tree removal company.
2: I mean, I, I, for me, I was like, oh, my God, I want I, I literally want to be around this guy. I want him to make me laugh. I just, I was like, you know, um, but first, first impressions seem good, but you never know what happens once you're in the house and all of those personalities. Um, start start clashing Ask. with each other. Um, they asked so him what me, types of people
0: in the house he will align with, and he said people who who go along with the flow and are easy to get along with, the ones I won't align with are the arrogant ones that come in there aggressive. They're going to be the ones to go first.
2: So, well, with that being said, let me tell you who is my least favorite person to be on this season and I hope she is gone first or at least um, one of the first. Um, I am not a Shelby fan. I don't know if any of you watched the E um, entertainment interviews. She didn't even know big brother was still on. So I feel like that's a (laughs) slap, a slap to the face of everybody uh, who works on the show and who has been a part of it. So thanks uh, Shelby for not knowing anything. And she says she's stubborn, and she is a recent law school grad. Um, Just the way she came off in her interviews, ooh, I don't like you. You are like Regina George from Mean Girls. Don't like you. Not a fan. Not a fan of you, Shelby. Not a fan. I feel like she's going to stir up some shit. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know if I was allowed to say that word. Um, You can Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Shelby's not a fan. And I feel like maybe Shelby and, uh, is his name Monty? Yes. Yeah. I feel like they both say they're stubborn and they both, I feel like, I feel like maybe there could be like, it's either going to be like a showmancy thing or they're going to automatically not like each other. Ooh. um, Yeah. I feel like, and, and Monty saying that he's a leader, Um, that's all great but guess what like trying to take the reins in Big Brother that could really backfire on you quickly so um, also Big Brother isn't like high school tryouts Monty you you know it's I I don't think he understands what he signed up for same with Shelby she has no clue and so I feel like she's going to get a rude awakening which I look forward to okay so here's Shelby's
0: Additional. This was uh, some further um, interviews that I found right before the show started, and this paragraph is something that Shelby said, and it just blew me away. She says, "I was recruited. I was sitting on the couch, blind as." F at the bungalow in Santa Monica. I love the bungalow. I go there like three times a week. So I was just sitting at the bungalow and some guy came over to me and was like, hey, do you see that girl over there? She's the casting director. He introduced me to her and she texted me like four months later. They kept getting mad at me though. They were like, watch more shows. Stop going to the bungalow. They said I needed to stop going on dates and stop going to the bungalow and stay home and watch Big Brother. So she was cast by a recruiter that had to literally get mad at her and tell her to stop going to some place called the bungalow in Santa Monica. Yeah, and go and watch um, Big Brother.:
2: I mean, not everyone <laughs> who goes to the bungalow, but I'm going to say young girls that go to the bungalow are definitely looking for someone to pay their way if you get what I'm saying, they definitely are looking for um those uh, sugar daddies. So I feel like Shelby, you um, have verbal diarrhea and it's gonna get you in trouble. That's that's I mean yeah. Wait way to way to throw one in there, big brother. Way to wait to throw one in there. And then she says um, they asked
0: her, did you know the show did you know what the show was though? And yeah, she's, she's like, like, I
2: didn't even know. I didn't know it was, was so still airing. Long. My yeah. mom
0: didn't like me watching reality TV. But this isn't the most embarrassing show. It's just like obstacle courses.
2: Yeah, rude awakenings <laughs> for Shelby. Rude oh awakenings. I feel like she has no clue. And I also feel like Justin has no idea. He is clueless. Justin has no idea what show he got casted on, I feel like he is clueless. And I feel like he's not all there, and he's going to get – he's another one that's going to get a rude awakening. I didn't really get a whole lot that I liked from Justin's uh, interviews also.
0: Justin.
2: He is the restaurant owner who is 27 years old. Oh, okay which um he also was the one that said on the um entertainment um interviews that he doesn't know what's going to happen. He could end up naked with a sock on his uh private parts. And I was like, why would you even say that? Like, no, no I don't need that imagery. Like, that's over not being top, over the top. Random. That's just being like,
0: sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to do.
2: Stupid. Yeah, you're clueless. Yeah. Like I don't I think he's a few fries short of a happy meal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's my take on that guy. <laughs> um doesn't doesn't even know what he signed up for. Rude Awakening. I hope there's an endurance competition that kills him. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are the, the personal wants from from the season. But, I mean, let's talk about somebody I do like. I really like uh, Chrissy. Did I say her name right? Chrissy. So. Yeah, yeah the, wait- the waitress, the 31-year-old. Anybody that's a waitress, you know what, or a waiter, like, amen, God bless. I have worked in food service. I understand the struggle is real. You are on your feet. You know how to deal with people. You probably take a lot of poo all day. So, as a waitress, I feel like she definitely has a tough skin. She likes to say that she's sassy. She's a loudmouth and charming. Um, from experience, being sassy can be cute, or it can be turned into um, a target and a bitch real quick. I personally want to be friends with her. I just I liked her vibe. Um, I thought she looked cool, and she says that you know she uh, leaves a scar on everyone that she meets because she's uh, memorable. So I think, um, I feel like she was a really, like, smart, fun choice, and I hope she does well in the house.
0: I agree. I like her, too. I think
2: she's, yeah. So um, the next house guest, and I just think this house guest is just pretty because they have pretty hair, is Shane. Ooh. He is, um, oh, my God, his hair looks like a freaking pony's mane. It does. He's he looks like so pretty. Um he you know, he characterizes himself as strong, kind and ambitious. I feel like that's really great if you're going out for school president, not if you're trying to win good brother.
0: Um, and he, he really seems like he's a nice guy at heart. You yeah, know, that's I hope right. that he like, does I well.
2: Feel I feel really bad when, like, you can tell, like, that person, like, yeah, he is. Like, in my notes, I wrote down, I'm like, seems very genuine, but I, I feel like he has no idea what's in store for him. He has no idea what uh, backdooring is, what a coup d'état would be, what a diamond tower veto could be, Um, and with it being over the top, Big Brother, I expect a lot from this season. So I feel like Shane, I'm rooting for you, but um, I feel like. Hopefully he's a quick learner and can pick up uh, what, what he needs to do for himself in this game. And I'm super excited um, that this guy, Dennis, who is a Big Brother super fan, he's in the house. I always love somebody who actually can tell is a super fan. He's not, you know, BSing their way through casting everything. Dennis also is another one. I think he looks really, really sweet. Um, hopefully he doesn't get picked on, and hopefully he can do well in the house.
0: Shane said he's growing his hair out. Um, he's been growing it for two and a half years because he wants to donate it. Um
2: Oh my god. For a good right cause. cause. Like freaking magical My Little Pony Man.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. Like he, that is, he that, is like he's going that is
2: That is a really good heart, like good guy. Um also yeah. this is really, really I don't I don't know if you've thought about this, Sherry, which I think is super gonna be a super cool thing. Hopefully, you know, Jason goes back in, and Jason will be able to pick up on instantly that Morgan and Alex are sisters, and he knows what happens when sisters are in a season together. you got to split them up immediately. Jason Um, is very
0: astute at, you know,
2: picking that kind of stuff up, so – He's so tuned in to the social aspect of the game. I hope um, he gets in there and he can really um, make some moves to separate these sisters. I think the sisters are adorable. I think Morgan um, is gorgeous. And I think Alex has a really spunky, cool personality. But, I mean, if I had one of my siblings, because I'm one of four, if I had one of my brothers or my sister in there, you better believe we would be like Big Brother Terrors, like, people would have to like definitely split us up because you know, somebody automatically has your back. If either one of you wins, um, you're going to be an automatic Alliance and they look Morgan and Alex look so similar. I feel like, you know, um, it would be hard not to be like, Oh, so you two know each other related? What's the deal?
0: Jason will blow that up real quick.
2: You know, ugh, geez, I mean, Jason
0: will not hold back
2: too. yeah I mean I just yeah super super like, excited
0: I adore Jason I just think he is so cool and I can't he wait is, to see him on another season
2: ugh, it, it, it has to be him I mean it's funny I was asking a friend like why do you think they put up um, Jose and Jason and they're like obviously to make sure Jason went back in the house <laughs> I was like, okay, I, hope so. I I really hope nobody's um, voting against Jason. I really want to see him in the house. So, um, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. And I feel like, you know, uh, CBS has let us know that there's going to be access to the diary room this year, which is going to be really interesting. I don't know how that's possible without it being edited, but it seems like with this over the top Big Brother they're definitely uh giving more power to the viewers to America, which I think is always really uh fun. And it's always nice to know that like the uh the voice of the fans kinda have the same things.
0: Yes, this this season is gonna be so interesting to me because they're they're doing this season and using the season to a sort of a guinea pig to find out yeah. how they can utilize the live feed um, on other shows like that platforms they do on and
2: everything, yeah. yeah,
0: right, so they're really going to be paying attention to the live feeders more than ever before, and live feeders are going to be. You know, voting on things, control—you know—controlling a lot more, and they're going to be interacting with the live feeders more than they ever have before. Paying really paying attention to live feeders more than they ever have before. So this season is really going to be interesting to see—you know—what, how much control they give to the live feeders, what control they give to them, how much they let the live feeders see, um, and just how all this is going to work for this Big Brother season. You know, some of it almost. Sounds a little bit glass house to me.
2: Um, um. Yeah, like a little, I would definitely say like a little bit. I think they're, like you said, trying out new ideas or things that normally might not have gotten the green light for a normal season of Big Brother just to see how it's received and how uh, it works within the parameters of what Big Brother is. So I think it's definitely a, a new and exciting way to try out some uh, Ideas and stuff that they're playing around with And who doesn't love Watching like the first Guinea pig kind of do this Over the top season I mean it's kind of a bummer they only get like half the money <laughs> um, I know it's, it's only. I know that, that part kind of stinks um, But I mean If any of them really know anything about Big Brother hopefully there are More luxury competitions or opportunities To really win special powers or prizes or, um, unique things that will impact the game. Um, besides. But they're only going to have to be in there for 10 weeks too. Which is awesome. Which is like, yes. Um, granted, I personally would never give up not being, um, I would never do big brother if I had to miss Halloween. Personally, that's just me. Halloween is like my Christmas. I love Halloween. So that's going to be fun, too, is that, you know, they have, like, this fall-winter uh, vibe that they can kind of go go with. And also, I want to see if they changed anything with the house. That's going Me to be interesting. Too. Like, that's, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm like, let's see if, we, if they pulled an all-nighter and got the house, like, a whole new setup done or if they left some things. That'll be pretty cool.
0: I mean, they would have to have a crew
2: come in and do
0: like one of those crazy makeovers within oh my God, one it would week. Take, it would, to,
2: yeah, it would totally take a village to do that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that because nothing about the house has been revealed or if they were going to change anything. And I wonder, too, how long this set of house guests have been in sequester if they know – who won Big Brother 18 if they knew, if they had been watching, um, really what they do know. And so I feel like this is going to be like a really fun, interactive uh, season. And I love that it's only 10 weeks. I think 99 days is just way too long. Oh,
0: it did seem like so long. It's, it's um, you know,
2: it's almost like half a pre- or a quarter of a pregnancy. It's just like, whoa, it's
0: too much. From the Hollywood Reporter interviews that I just found, right uh-huh. before we went on air, apparently they do not know who won Big Brother 18. Oh, okay. Um, well, I
2: mean, I feel like it's not. I feel like it. Well, it, it doesn't really impact them too much. Um, but also, it would be interesting to see if any of them know the returning house guest, whoever that is, if they know who Jason is, if they know who Jose, I don't I can't say his name right. If they know who he is, so that'll be interesting.
0: Some of them yeah, do. Um uh, like uh Shane when they asked him, he they asked from the past two seasons who were your three favorites from each season. He liked um James Hewling and he liked Austin. Um, but from season 18, he liked Paul and Nicole and Corey.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll just, we'll just have to like all tune in and see. And I think it's just, I think it's going to be really, really fun. I'm excited. I expect like, big over the top things and I swear to God it better be over the top and personally when I think over the top I think crazy circus so I feel like I mean for me I would love it if there was some kind of like big top circus crazy theme um, to this season Um, yeah I wish I would have had time to send you this um, in it this
0: article before the show this one like Alex Said that um, from season 18, her three favorites were Paul, Victor, and Bridget. Um, from 17, she said that um, Nolan Twins and Austin were her least favorite. And if you have a showman, it just takes away from the gameplay. she doesn't want to have a showman. She respected Vanessa's gameplay, but she cried too much, so she didn't like her for that. Um, oh
2: my God, people you know what? just wait like that's gonna be like the biggest crier when somebody has to call someone else out. It's like it's it's a very stressful situation. Sometimes you need to cry, okay no kidding people don't realize yes. that is the
0: most unnatural environment in which to live you've been stripped of every comfort your life has ever had i have never even been in you know i've never been on big brother but i talk about it all the time because i've talked to so many big brother people you've had your family your friends your cell phone your your tv phone everything Is ever given you any comfort whatsoever, your pets, everything that's ever given you any comfort in your life has been taken away, you've been gone into a little bitty house with all these strangers, and there's cameras filming you 24-7,
2: your every move, your every
0: word, that's the most unnatural environment.
2: end of the day it's like you all get in there and you know that you're gonna have to like lie deceive backstab hurt each other's feelings and only one of you is going to walk away with the money so I mean at at the end of the day it's like yeah you you build these relationships and they feel so important and so strong and you know a week of big brother feels almost like two three months and you feel so deeply connected to these people so when they betray you it hurts so bad or when you get blindsided you didn't see it coming it's just like When I got put on the block the first time, I cried because it's just like, oh, my God, like, what did I do? Like, are you kidding me? Like, why do you want me gone? I didn't win anything. I'm not a threat at all. Like, so it's just like all of these intense, amplified feelings and emotions go on. And people don't realize, like, sometimes as a release, you got to cry or you need a little freak out moment. And, yeah, like you said, you don't have any release. You don't have any place to get away from anyone and it's just really overwhelming and it's a lot and you you know unfortunately you don't have any space to yourself like if you're any if you're artistic if you're musical you, you get that stripped away from you if you like to read you don't have anything to read the only thing you can bring in there is the bible um, it's just completely
0: so, unnatural it's yeah it's, I don't know how people get through it. I could never do it. I respect, I have mad respect for anybody who can go in that house, period.
2: I always tell people, like, if I didn't do it when I was a lot younger, in my early 20s, there's no way that I would be able to do it, like, now. I don't know how anybody who actually has a family, like, you know, who is a mother or a father, like, I don't know how you do it, because being separated from your children, I couldn't even imagine that. Like that to me is just even on a whole other other level. Like like I would just miss I I mean, yeah, it's just I, I don't I don't think I personally could watch my child on big brother. I would be like, Oh no, 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 you're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, nope. I mean people people forget and you know, it's like everybody is a person and they're not they have feelings and Sometimes you see that more vulnerable side of them on Big Brother and people mistaken it for weakness, and it's like, hey, you know, it's just, yeah. And you know what's even
0: harder now in today's Big Brother, more so than I think some of the earlier seasons, is social media has gotten so much more involved now. Um, There are – Big Brother fans are some of the best, Fans in the world Oh they are the the best The best There are also some Big Brother Fans out there that Can truly throw Some hate and
2: You know I like to say they're just a little Too passionate and they sometimes The passion (laughs) turns into You know a very negative um, Very negative tone And when that happens it's like Okay I just you got to block, you got to mute, you can't engage. Uh, personally for me, I got rid of Twitter. I got rid of Instagram and I got rid of Snapchat. I'm only on Facebook and on my Facebook, I only interact with really cool, awesome people. And for me, like that's enough. I don't need to have like 50,000 or more Instagram followers. Like I, I love to talk to people and share, but also like there's part of my life that's my life, and I don't need to exploit it to get likes and follows and get attention from people you know through uh, social media, but that's just me
0: yeah i- I respect you for that i I feel for for some of the people that you know are just coming out of the house um because oh, and they
2: get sucked into it and and their families. Like- yeah, the Their worst, the best advice, so much. The, the best advice I could tell families um, of the other contestants, do not go on the internet, do not read the blog, do not read comments, like, you know what, it's out there, you're not going to change people's opinions, it's only going to hurt you, it's only going to hurt whatever house guest is in your family, and at the end of the day, those people don't pay your bills those people you don't have to answer to. So, you know what? It's just like, you don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything at all. Don't acknowledge it. Go about your day. And you know, that's just what I, from my experience and from what I've learned and grown from this um, process, what I could, what I could, you know, pass down. And that's just how I deal with it. Like, yeah, sometimes you want to attack somebody like i I still have people tell me how badly I messed up and say mean things to me about the, you know, choices and things I made in in my season. And I'm like, okay, say it to my face. Come find me. Say it to my face.
0: Good grief.
2: People can't
0: let it go and realize how much you've matured and grown from your experience. And you've turned out, I mean, you are such a beautiful, beautiful soul
2: and oh, so it's funny though cuz people like meet me cherry and they're like you're actually nice. I'm like, "Yes." I mean, you put anybody in those high stakes situations and you're playing for half a million dollars, it's going to get ugly at some point. Not everybody is going to, you know, just be all happy, squeaky clean. Yeah, throw me in front of that bus. You know, like, sure you know, lie and deceive. I I love it. I won't, I won't defend myself, but it's like in real life, I'm, I don't have freak outs. I don't yell at people. I mean, I generally want to be everyone's friend and just have a good time and be a positive person.
0: I remember the very, the very moment that I met you for the first time. I'll never oh, forget it. Good. I remember the exact moment that I met you for the first time. We were walking on Hollywood Boulevard in LA, <laughs> and I was with um, Dan and Cowboy, and then I met you again in Vegas. Uh huh. Um. But and, with Vicky.
2: Love her. But,
0: yes. She lives right here in St. Louis with me. We go, we, we go out all the time. That's <laughs> awesome. Her and I are very good friends, yeah. But I remember the exact moment that I met you. And you were just so sweet from the moment I met you. You never had that air of, you know, I'm too good to stop and talk, or you know you were just so sweet from the very moment we met, and I always always appreciated you know how sweet you were and the fact that you didn't have that i'm I'm too good kind of attitude and there are some there there are a lot of really good big brother alumni that are so sweet and so kind. It's just a few and it's mostly in the later seasons that have started getting that that attitude of Oh I'm, yeah. I mean,
2: you know, you gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet. So in every family you have that you have that uncle or that aunt that you didn't want to come to Christmas, but they did. And that's that's the way that's the way it is with Big Brother, you know, you just you have those one or two where you're like you need an attitude adjustment. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, was, you know, I just, for me, uh, Cherry, I just don't see the point in in acting like I'm better than someone else or, you know, we're all people. Let's have a good time. You You get further in life if you're kind and humble, and I would just... I would hope somebody that I was a fan of would take the time to say thank you or a picture, and, you know, there's people that I get excited about, Um, and if I meet them, to have them turn their back to me or ask if they don't have five minutes to take a photo, sign something for me, I would be heartbroken, and I wouldn't ever want to make someone feel that way.
0: That's so sweet you. are so sweet.
2: Somebody in the chat room just asked if you and Kevin are
0: still close.
2: Oh my god, we are so so close. Um I keep Aww. telling Kevin, I talk to him um at least like once a week. I we leave each other hilarious voicemails all the time. And I want him and his man to get married so I can be the flower girl at their wedding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but um but I mean hopefully one day I will get married. Um, I'm in a great relationship. I have a fantastic boyfriend. And Kevin will be one of my uh, maid of honor, like bridesmaid or maid of honor. Like, I love the guy so, so much. Um, We are still close. He just had a birthday. And he's literally, I just, I love him. I knew from the minute, lifelong friend, still friends. one of the most amazing people I've ever had the pleasure of getting to know.
0: Yes, I I thank the world of him, too, although I haven't spoken to him in in a few years. I always adored him, too. Um, I got to meet him out in L.A. as well. That was the only time I really got to come out to L.A. Um, It was the year that Ron passed, and I was invited to come out to do the um, thing for Ron, um, memorial for Ron, I guess. And we flew out to L.A. and did that memorial and then um, flew to Vegas right after and did the memorial out there uh, as well. And I was a nervous wreck. I had never done anything like that before, and I was so heartbroken and so hard for me to try to do, you know, I'd never been, you know, Interviewed like that, and to do something <laughs> that was so sentimental to me, I, I was falling apart with tears every time I tried to speak, and it was just really difficult. Um, and I was awarded a plaque, um, and oh, it was just really sentimental. And but I, I got to meet so many awesome. Big Brother alumni And I was Standing there when um, Rachel And Janelle met each Other for the first time Talk about like A Big Brother moment I was like oh, oh my gosh I
2: remember that that's when there was still Super Pass and everything Yes
0: I was yes, sitting Right there I remember I
2: remember <laughs> I remember I remember Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I mean those those were the days. I mean was the, the golden years. <laughs> yes. I mean
0: Super Pass and the Big Brother at, uh Bash in Vegas and
2: Oh my gosh. You know,
0: those were the days. You know I
2: feel very fortunate to have been on my season. I love saying that I am a vintage house guest. Um yeah, and I mean, vintage house guests. <laughs> I'm vintage, you know every everybody loves something vintage, so vintage house guests. Um, and the the more time that Passes I think, and the more further you can get away from um, having your season be so f- fresh and I think raw almost, uh, you really appreciate the people that have kept this like great show and great like fan community going. And, I mean, for me, it's just something – I have I have my key to Big Brother hanging up at my front door. Like, when you walk into my front door, my house is filled with artwork and toys and stuff. But everybody is usually like, what is that key? And then people that know, my friends are like, oh, my God, can I take a photo with it? And I just – I'm like, sure, great. I just feel so lucky and so fortunate. to get to know people like you, Cherry, and the whole, like, Aww. you know, Rad Reality uh, community. And just having a platform and a place to – you know, talk and connect with people, and I think that's probably one of the um, things that I think is is definitely worth five hundred thousand dollars. So I might not have won the money, but as I said to Julie in my exit interview, I want I want an experience of a lifetime, a best friend in Kevin, and this amazing family and community. And for me, yeah, I would just say anybody try out for Google Brother, go for it. Be humble, be kind, it will get you so much further. Do what you gotta do in the game, but afterwards be nice to everyone.
0: Yeah, especially in that final speech, right?
2: <laughs> Man. Yeah, I mean, I would be kissing so much butt in that final one. I'd be like, You look so pretty. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was terrible. I'm remorseful. Like, I will I will take you on a vacation. We will get manny pedis I will let, just tell me what you need. Oh, my God, yes. Um, it's just, like, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Like,
0: I just, I yeah, don't know. I'm, I don't know where he was coming off of that final speech that he gave. But I, certainly didn't do himself any favors, I don't think. Um, but, you know, it was his first time playing Big Brother where Nicole knew and had been practicing her speech she knew that she had to smart to land it with her speech
2: smart girl and you know what i'm sorry out of the two vets why would you take the one that is way more accomplished in the game that has a way better case against you take the one that didn't do so much this summer paul was not thinking he said he did it out of loyalty. Well, you know, loyalty
0: gets you so far, but when you're going to that how final loyal? two, you want to you want to go for the one you can beat, not the one that's been loyal yeah. to you.
2: How how loyal were Nicole and Corey to you and Victor? James was way more loyal to you guys. So right. you thought you had everything figured out. Your arrogance got the best of you. And guess what? Hindsight. Ooh, yeah, didn't. Choices, like I said, it's all about choices. So true. I clearly clearly made all of the wrong choices and all of the right choices for Jordan to win, which I am happy she won. Um, I was good with my decision. I am good with, you know, my time with Big Brother. But it's all about those choices. Like, if I would have made one different choice than what I had, it would have been a completely different outcome. So, I mean, the way it gets broken down is, Paul, you did everything for Nicole's game to win and for her to succeed inevitably.
0: Well, speaking of choices, let's segue that into, there are rumors that Big Brother 19 could be an all-star season. And if you got the call could go back in for Big Brother All-Stars, would you go back in?
2: Um, per, between me and everybody else, I do not think they would ever ask me to go back. I think there's a lot more, um, there's so many more house guests that they would consider before me. But if, let's just say if I was asked, um, for me, just because I am an adult now, Um, I would have to take care of all of my bills
0: before I could say yes.
2: I would have to make sure I get my house squared away and all of that stuff. But um, I would love, personally for me, a goal, if I were to ever go back, is to win a competition. Because I never won a competition. I personally had a bad attitude on my season when it came to comps. I would want to go in there and win a competition. Win ahead of households win a veto because I have no idea what that feels like. I only won food competitions, which I'm thankful for because I like to eat. So, I mean, yeah, anybody, anybody that could go back definitely would love the opportunity to, uh, but for me personally, I'm not banking on it. Um, but yeah, you I mean, you never, you never know what they're thinking of, what they want to do. Um, But I I would personally love to see Kevin back in there for selfish reasons. I would love to see Russell back in there, and I would love to see Ronnie back in there. Um, Also, I'm a really big big Howard fan. I really like Howard. I feel like he would be a good one to have another second chance at the game. Um, Also, I adore uh, Liz from uh, Liz and Julia. I think they would be a really great one of them to go back. I mean, there's so many fantastic choices you could pick. Um, but if they need to fill the uh, tattooed quota, they can call me.
0: <laughs> I think you would be so awesome back in the house. Um, you know what? Of if course, a I want to
2: see choice. I would love, I would love for them to put up like 30 house votes, like the way they did on the first All Stars. I would love to see that. I would love for you know, the fans to have a say on who they want back in. That would be awesome. You know, they did that for Survivor. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great way, especially to get viewers to stay with the season because it is the viewer's choice. Like they, and I feel like you feel more invested and connected to people that way. And you want to watch and you want to see what happens. And you know, it's, like, you get to know these people, and I feel like sometimes CBS mix, misses the mark a little bit with not investing in past house guests that really do, like, have ties to the community, could bring a lot more to the show, or, you know, show, like, have another chance at the game and show what they would, right. like, what they can do now and stuff. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of us have grown, And a lot of us have learned and a lot of us have watched, um, successful gameplay and it would just be interesting to see like, this would be like the Olympics of big brother to see who can go back. I know what you did on your season. I know your, your manipulation. I, and I will kill myself on an endurance comp to win.
0: I, oh my gosh, I would love to see that. Um, You know, like Michelle Costa, she's, you know, she was in season 10, but she still goes to Big Brother casting calls every year. She still does all the, you know, the reality um, charity events. You're always there at, you know, all these events. And you stay invested in your fans and in the Big Brother community. And to me, Those are the people that need to go back in the house. The people that have remained invested in Big Brother.
2: You're so sweet. Michelle is the best. Like Michelle is honestly the best. I feel like there's definitely more that I could be doing in the community and everything. Um, I'm a little bit lazier than Michelle. Um, But if anybody is ever in Southern California and wants to get together or needs something like artsy fartsy makeup whatever like i'm your gal and also cherry like i've definitely gone back and forth like personally i would love to be able to put together an event that was really fun and interactive bridging the gap between old house guests and new and fans and make it like something really fun and interactive and for a cause or purpose so right now personally like that's what I'm going back and forth with is like I've been to enough of these events, and I would really like to be proactive and create something that like I personally enjoy, and I feel like other people wouldn't enjoy as well.
0: There's so much need for it, you know charities are hurting right now, you know, and there's so many charities out there that could use the support and I'm sure. I mean, it, it could be done. Um, yeah, and I think just, bridging the 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 older seasons with the newer seasons is a great idea.
2: Yeah, I think it. I think it would be really, really fun, especially to do almost like a Family Feud esque kind of event where it's like you know, like vintage alum versus like the new babies. And kind of do something fun like that or, you know, me and Kevin constantly go back and forth about bringing back pop talk web show or bringing back something else. And like, we love the community. We love being a part of these events. Anytime anybody needs any help with anything, I love helping people. I love interacting with people. So for me, um, that's something I personally, uh, am currently working on and stuff, but Yeah. It would be it would be wonderful to see Michelle Costa back on Big Brother,
0: and you as well. I would love <laughs> to see you both in there. I truly I, would. I,
2: it's funny because I'm in such a different place in my life. Um, it's scary even just like thinking about that because I know, I know like what I did, who I was. It would just it would just be so different. It would just be so so different, and i mean my, oh, yeah, my you mentality would a, a different game i'm sure oh it would you be know, so so different and um i definitely would stick to my guns but for me i don't the first time i did Big brother i was all about making friends and this is gonna be like summer camp and it's gonna be great and kumbaya and now i know what it was i know what you need to do to win and um it's just game on it's It's not about making friends. It's just not, it's all about not pissing people off.
0: Yeah, it's uh, definitely not, not friendship. No, no,
2: it's (laughs) frenemies. I I made this little like, (laughs) like picture and it's Paul and it says frenemies. And it's like, buddy, friendship does not, does not get you the win in Big Brother. It can get you far, but you you saying all that friendship stuff and then poo-pooing on people at the end, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? <laughs> you you just a took a big one. turd. You took a big turd on all of the jury. That's not friendship. You stink, bud. That's why you got second place. You're the first place loser.
0: Well, everybody in the chat room is saying that um, they loved your show on Super Pass. Um, and I did too. Um, really miss you and Kevin together doing pop talk and I really hope that you guys get that going again. Um, whatever you do, I wish you all the best in everything you do in your life, Lydia. You are Aww, you're such so a sweet. sweet soul. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And I just Adore who you've become And I think you are just one of the Sweetest, kindest souls And I do think that you Would be one of the best people For New Big Brother alumni To Get advice from because You're so level headed and you know Exactly (laughs) How to talk To them and Tell them that, you know, it's not about coming out and thinking you're a rock star. You know, your fans are the ones that are going to either make you or break you. And if you treat them like crap, you're going to fall to the wayside, <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't put it like that, but, you know, the well- who who you're you up there and if you're mean to them they're gonna go away
2: well I mean it's really it's really funny because you know everybody is like at that top of that mountain they're on like cloud nine they're like on a super high right now but depending on like you know your actions and how you interact with the fans and what you say and what you do um, it's gonna go away real quick you're gonna start sliding down and and coming down the ladder, so to speak. And um, I, I wish them all nothing but the best. Anytime anybody wants to, you know, chat, I am, I am here. I don't know who's real and who's fake on Facebook because I got catfished by a fake Paul on Facebook and that was not cool. That's something that recently happened. I had, Corey asked to be my friend, and I had to be like, "Are you the real Corey? Because I'm not going to be your friend unless you're the real Corey." I don't know why. Like, it's just it's so bizarre, and like they act like they're just. It's so hard to get a hold of them and all this stuff, and I'm just like, oh my god, you you would think that they're yeah. like legitimate movie stars and rock stars, and it's like you already got replaced, so to speak, with Big Brother over the top. So live it up, live it up while you can. I would say that and I would just say be kind to others and treat others the way you want to be treated and nobody likes um, and nobody wants to be friends with someone who's arrogant and thinks you're better than everyone else
0: so true I'm not going to name which one or anything but there is a a podcast out there that as soon as the names get revealed they immediately um, set up Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts for every person on the the list. And what they do is they, they, they use the Twitter accounts while they're on season, and then they try to, like, give it to that person or sell it to that person once they're out because they've built it up to have, you know, thousands of people on it.
2: That's that's so like who does that?
0: I know. Well, and then then they get to have that person on their show because they've established this.
2: I mean, I feel like it needs to be like a Big Brother, like like you know, like uh, uh, I big like like a Big Brother like support support group or something. I know know. let me let let me give you the rundown of how all this works like let me give you let me tell you how to like be successful after big brother like let me just give you the PR rundown I'm not going to charge you anything for this the only thing I want out of it is you being cool to the fans cool to other people and safe on social media yeah (laughs) yeah I mean you know because like at the time I did the show Twitter had just come out I was one of the first people to have Twitter I learned really quickly. Don't put out your location. I had a few people follow me home. Um, Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was not that was not fun. I had um, I had death threats. It was really weird. Um, But I mean, now yeah, I had people like telling me that they were going to come find me and hurt me, and I'm like, just me being who I am. It's like, please come find me. Please come find me. Let's see what you do. Because um, a, a, a lot of people get really ballsy and bold on the internet, but when it comes down to it, they'll never say anything to your face. Um, but I think you just have to be smart with how you manage social media now, and you know, be realistic about you know what it is and what you bring to the table, and use it. I would say, like, use your powers for good, not evil.
0: So true. So true.
2: But, yeah, but, yeah, but this has been so much fun.
0: Well, I have enjoyed every moment of it, Lydia. Thank you again so much for coming on and sitting in for Michelle Costa. And I want you to know that you always have an open invitation to come back on and join us anytime. And if you have something that you're doing that you want to promote, you are always, always, always welcome back on the Rad Reality Show Network. Anytime.
2: Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure. I adore you. I adore Mama Costa, um, the Portuguese princess from Rhode Island. Um, and I adore all of these fans, anyone who, you know, has been kind to me, I say thank you. And let's all be friends. Absolutely. Please keep in touch with us. And thank
0: I you will, again I so will. much for doing I'm, this tonight. Thank
2: you, thank everybody you. Everybody in the chat room is
0: saying saying uh, bye to you and thank you for tonight great show tonight everybody loves you so
2: i love all of you and let's let's chat again once this over the top starts and we can kind of see um see what kind of house guests we got and what kind of season it's going to be shaping up to be i'm super excited and everybody please vote for jason yes
0: don't forget to vote for jason
2: but yeah, again, we thank don't want... you
0: so much for being here
2: Thank you No we don't We don't um, Everybody <laughs> have a good night and everything And thank you so much And I feel I'm so honored to fill the shoes uh, Of Michelle Costa tonight I hope she gets home safely And has had fun partying in Las Vegas So glamorous
0: Well again We've enjoyed
2: having you
0: tonight It's been a blast And we would love to have you come back uh, and talk with Michelle Costa once Big Brother Over the Top starts and we can talk about um, what these new cast members are doing. So we certainly will have you come back and join us again once Over the Top is uh, in production and, and going and we can find out what these new cast members are about. Um, yeah. you'll join us and we can
2: oh, I definitely will. dish I on them that. a
0: little bit. Okay. That sounds wonderful Well I'm going to let you go And we're going to end this one tonight With Ryan, as we always do Everybody take care Have a great night A great week Big Brother Over the Top starts Wednesday And I can't believe We're about, about to start Another Big Brother season But it's in two days Yeah And Michelle We'll be back with be us I know it is going to be a good one Michelle will be back with us next week. I want to remind everybody to join us here Thursday night for our Survivor Mike and the Mike show with Mike Albright at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Make sure you're here for that one. And then back here again next Monday for Manic Monday with Michelle Costa. I don't know who her guest will be yet, but I'm sure she'll have a great one. Here's Ron to take us out for the night. Everybody have a great week. Make sure you watch Big Brother Over the Top on Wednesday. Good night, everybody. Here's Ron to take us out for the night. Good night. I
1: want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show.
0: And it was a great one. It was a great one. I am so thrilled to have had Lydia here tonight to step in for Michelle while she was gone. Lydia is such a sweetheart and just adore her. Um, Had great stories about the Big Brother 18 after party and great opinions on the Big Brother over-the-top cast as well. And just great chat tonight, too. I just adore her. So um, keep in touch with Lydia. She's a sweetheart. And we'll have her back during this Big Brother over-the-top season to chat with Michelle, as we talked about. That's it for tonight, folks. Everybody take care. Have a great week. That's a wrap for tonight. Good night, all. God bless. And be kind out there. And I don't know if everybody's going to be watching the um, debate tonight, but I think it might be about over. Um, But if you are, I hope it's a good one. Good night, all.